This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1424, brought to you today by American Harvest. Today's tip features Horses in the Morning co-hosts Jamie Jennings and Dr. Wendy Ying and their guest, Dr. Jones, and they're going to be discussing bone cysts. And we'll get right to our tip after we hear from American Harvest. What if adding just one product to your feed regimen could help your horse recover faster from a show, get relief from inflammation, reduce his nerves, and ease his digestion? If any of those benefits sound appealing to you, then check out American Harvest Premium Hemp Extracts and Equine Hemp Pellets. American Harvest's natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp. The palatable pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing, so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. If you prefer a liquid application, check out American Harvest's THC-free CBD oil or premium hemp extract, which provides CBD from hemp extract. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at store.altech.com. And right now, American Harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you, Horse Radio Network listeners. One lucky listener will receive a free 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products. Check out today's show notes for details on how to enter. This is such a thrill. I've got two doctors on the line. I've got Dr. Jones from Florida Equine and Dr. Jones meet Dr. Ying, who's also in Florida. Hi, Dr. Jones. (laughs) How are you? Good. Oh, it's awesome to have both of you guys on. This is so cool. So what we were going to talk to you today, because we've already done an extensive EPM conversation, is um, we are going to talk a little bit about bone cysts. And um, I believe Jennifer even mentioned, my other producer, uh, navicular bursitis. So what is, let's very broad, giant subject, but what is a bone cyst? That was my first question. Who wants to take it? Oh, it's us on you. This is your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Well, basically a bone cyst is what we see on x-ray. It's a lucency or a black area inside the bone or at the joint surface that there is no bony development in that area. Okay. And, com- and why, it why is that? In, yeah, it ahead. comes in different uh, sizes and descriptions. So some are called subchondral bone cysts. Those you usually see in the stifle, and they're underneath the cartilage. They're more, they're deeper into the bone. Then there are some bone cysts that actually lie down further into the bone that don't cause any lameness or any problems, but they are apparent, um, and they can sometimes resolve on their own as the horse grows and pushes and makes more bone in the growth plate, or they can just lie there quiescent most of the horse's life. Then it sounds like you mentioned one that people call bone cyst as they see it in the center of a navicular bone. And uh, they feel that that sometimes comes from bone edema or some swelling within the bone itself and causing some separation and not being as calcified, I guess would be my best way to say it. So you mentioned young horses. Is this something young horses get or all ages? Um, all ages, but we see it primarily in young horses. They believe that most of them start 
when they're young, especially the ones in the stifle. And they usually, you know, when we talk about bone cysts in general, we talk about the stifle, the hock, the fetlock, the shoulder, and sometimes down in the pastern or the coffin bone. But really, we're looking at the stifle, the hock, the fetlock, and the shoulder as our primary bone cyst um, areas. And some of those, when we radiograph the young horses under 12 years of age, you'll see one. And a lot of the surgeons say, no, I don't want to do anything with it right now. Let's see what it looks like when they're a year and a half. And they either move down with the growth plate and cause no problem. Or they'll go in and they'll drill them out or they'll inject them. I myself have injected some with stem cells in the field um, to see if we can reduce them, usually in an older horse. But if they sit there from a young age, they continue to stay in that spot until they get older. Again, a yada warm bloods don't get started until they're five or six years of age. You don't see a lameness until that age. Um, and then you start addressing the problem and say, oh, when did this pop up? It could have been there when they were a yearling. You just never radiographed the horse until they were five or six years of age with lameness. Right, right. So, uh, you know, focusing on the bone cysts and the stifle, because I have a friend with a three-year-old warm blood. You just literally talked about her. You just described it. <laughs> so she has a three-year-old warm blood and he she started him and she's riding him around and he came up, she, she brought him over for a lesson. He came up a little sore, x-rayed the stifle. He's got a bone cyst in it. What causes that? They feel that some of it's trauma-related, but they don't have an accurate, accurate diagnosis on it because some start at such a young age. So they feel that those, some of those might be genetically, you know, related, not that they pass it on to a bunch of other ones, but that is a suspicion. Uh, I had a warm blood client, and she was actually an employee that had one in the shoulder on her young mare, found it at two to three years of age, and she chose never to breed her because she thought that possibly she might pass it on, and she felt she should do the right thing and not breed her. So they, didn't, they can't say 100% they're genetically related, like they'd pass it on to every single offspring, but uh, that is one of the discussions. Trauma is another discussion. Maybe they did something as they were growing up out in the field in the first couple of years of life and caused some damage to the subchondral area, and it causes a lack of vascularization in that area or a bruising in that area or an edema in that area. And then it just continues to um, get larger in size or it stays the same size. They're usually circular in the stifle. They're found in the, uh, the femoral condyle, the medial femoral condyle, so they're on the femur. Um, and then there's a lot of different approaches that people have had. Surgeons try to dig them out and inject them, inject them at the same time with arthroscopy. Uh, some people just say, let's just inject and see what we get out of it. Um, those kind of things. But those are definitely why we do stifle radiographs on pre-purchases to look for those. Gotcha. So with the injection, you put, you mentioned stem cell. Is that something that can help it? Or are you injecting it with like a steroid to calm it down? Both of them. You can do either one. And there's not enough data out there to say that the stem cells are an absolute got to do it. It's going to help. Uh, but it's certainly something that we're all trying in the field. And there's just not enough data to say it works. Understood. So, okay. And if, if for say, somebody has a, a bone cyst in one leg, is it going to be in the other side as well? Or is it typically just on one side? Typically on one side, but they always, especially if they're going to go under the knife, you know, or an arthroscopy, they'll always radiograph both, and they do the same with the hawk to see if they need to go in and do the other one while they're under anesthesia and go in and dig them out or clean them out. 
Gotcha. Now, when you mentioned the the issues in the navicular, is that something that can be solved or removed or calmed down or fixed? Or is it uh, kind of a, sometimes with the navicular stuff, it's a an ender, you know? Right. Um, it actually depends on how the cyst looks. So back in the days, radiographs were the only thing we had. And same with, you know, the stifle now still because we can't get stifles into MRIs and take a good look at them, but we can't get a foot into an MRI and get a better look at that cyst. But with the cyst of the navicular bone, I know when we were doing a navicular study, navicular bone study, that if they had a white ring around it, what they call sclerotic ring, it's S-C-L-E-R-O. TIC, sclerotic. Well done. Um, that, <laughs> and I'm speaking to you in my new braces, by the way. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, having, I'm having a very hard time making words lately talking to clients. Anyway, um, the, the sclerotic ring, they felt that medicine couldn't really penetrate and get to those cysts and help those bony cysts out. So for those drugs that are out there, Osphos, Tildren, that are made for navicular, they feel that if there's a sclerotic ring around those types of uh, bone cysts, then that, that's what people are calling them as a bone cyst because it's a circular um, uh, opacity or um, radiolucency in the bone, they feel that they can't get the drug into it because the sclerotic ring um, does not allow the drug to absorb in. So uh, those tend to not have as good a diagnosis as just a circular cyst, uh, an early onset cyst. Again, in the foot, MRI is going to be your ultimate diagnostic tool to say, can we fix this horse or can we not fix this horse? A lot of times those those cysts in the navicular bone um, also have other associated problems such as bursitis, um, adhesions in the bursa, and some fibrillation where it's just tearing of the deep digital flexor tendon. So it's not just that cyst that's causing the problem. There might be others. And again, MRI helps people out with that. Well, if Wednesday uh, is not enough for people to learn all of the medical stuff we have on Wednesdays is awesome. We've all learned a new word today. Everybody repeat it with me, sclerotic. And we even know <laughs> how to spell it. So <laughs> very impressive, Dr. Jones. Well, this is great. So I feel like this is a subject that we could probably pick your brain on uh, with every joint talking about bone cysts. Is there something that we can do when the horse is in utero or born? or something to prevent bone cysts from happening? Well, there's always speculation out there about feeding, nutrition, and um, we're still learning about some of that to see if it's changing um, how these cysts, per se, are forming. Um, so they feel that that nutrition balance of the mayor or in the early lives of the foal is going to make a big difference on these cysts. So, you know, your less protein, doing more forages, that kind of thing, it seems to be a better source. But that's still, again, um, being researched and looked at. Uh, as far as the other thing, uh, again, my um, employee chose not to breed her mare. She thought that maybe she might pass it on. Some people feel that maybe that's what they should do is not breed those horses and um, stop the cycle of that. Again, we're still looking at those um, potentials. You know what? I feel like you're like kind of answering every question, but then telling me that there's really not, you're really not sure. And it's kind of yeah. frustrating. It is. <laughs> That's why they very, call it and practice. you know what? For, for your friend who found out now that the horse is going into training, that's when we find it. Those are the most frustrating to those people. And, again, that's why we're sticking stem cells in there and, and we're doing a bunch of other stuff because we're trying. We're trying whatever we can to get those horses out there performing and, and enjoying them because we didn't know before four or five years of age. Right. You know, this, Dr. Jones, I think ahead. one of the really important things you said, too, about that situation with Jamie's friend and the three-year-old warm blood is that – Sometimes people think, well, I don't need 
pre-purchase radiographs. And really, I mean, they can be so important to, to avoid an issue like this, you know, or go into it with your eyes open. Like you might still buy the horse anyways, but at least you know what's there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I will give it to up to my friend. She did buy this horse in utero. So x-rays were not available. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, now they are. And and like I said, we have a good vet who, who found out all that information for us and they're, they're treating it the way that they should, but that's just interesting. Two things have come up on the show that I'm, I'm I'm currently dealing with, (laughs) with me. I, you know what, maybe I'm dealing with all the things and we could talk about anything and it would work. Well, Dr. Jones, uh, where can, can people find you to find more information if they have questions about any of these bone cysts or anything even, I mean, cause floridaequine.com is a resource that everybody should go visit. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. They can send us um, email messages through there. We get tons of them a day. And so we just filter through and respond to them, you know, as quickly as we can. Sometimes it takes us an extra day cause we do get quite a few a day through that website. And of course your AAP site is also another good source for any kind of uh, good, um, management and horse care needs too. They have your documentation of what they recommend for vaccination protocols and, uh, white papers on EPM since you mentioned that earlier, things like that. So. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Jones, as always, it's a pleasure having you on and enjoy those braces and take a lot of Advil when they get tightened. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate the help. (laughs) (laughs) And that about wraps it up for today. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.